Welcome to tonight's episode of Tori 37. Now, today I come from you to you differently because I'm a little bit happier. Pretty ecstatic, actually. I have landed myself a brand new job. Now, that's something that I've been waiting for for quite a while. So if you're familiar with me in general and me preaching about growth and doing things and becoming a better version of myself, here she is. I decided to step outside of my comfort zone and apply for something that, I mean, a lot of other people applied for, but I didn't think I was going to get them. So I had spoken to somebody about it previously and asked, you know, if there was any kind of chance of, you know, maybe even getting an interview. I was given two names and I was planning to email the person. Oh, and I got a phone call from the human resources where I work. And she was like, hey, you want to talk about this job? And I asked her what it was. And it was the exact same job that I was planning to email the person and her about. The two names on the piece of paper were her and the hiring manager. So we talked and she passed me along to the hiring manager. She set up an interview with me and she asked me a question, her first question. I answered it. She told me I was hired. She said I was exactly what they were looking for in that kind of position. Not just that, but it was the way that I spoke. Now, if you know me intimately, you know the way that I speak and you understand like my logic behind how I am. I'm very different. I am, at work, I feel like I kind of crawl back into my shell. I'm not really that talkative, especially lately with everything that's been going on with my hands and just in general with COVID and, you know, having the stress of having to worry about things in my department, I kind of stepped back and I didn't feel like myself anymore. And that's something that kind of scares me because I'm an outgoing person. And I was feeling like, damn, you're stuck. Damn, this is not a good situation. And while the situation isn't always good, I tried to look on the, you know, good outlook of things but then things started to change and morale started to go down and when morale goes down around you there's nothing you can really do to kind of bring it back so then it started to bring me down and that's when I decided that maybe I needed to take a step away from there I've worked with food for 17 years I've been a store manager I've been a team lead I've been a site a a supervisor a site supervisor And I'm all set at this point with that in general. I feel like once you burn out from something, there's really no coming back from it. You can't force yourself to feel something that isn't there. You know what I mean? You have to know when to walk away. And when you walk away, you make sure that you're walking away to something better. The footsteps you hear, like they say, of of somebody walking away, literally is very logical for what's going on. I don't feel as though I'm abandoning a ship. I feel as though I'm adding myself to a different one. I'm building a new horizon for myself. I want to be a better version of me. I want to be something that is so much better than what I had been putting out into the world. I do believe in manifestation. I believe in crystal healing too. And I think that the events that have happened lined up perfectly.
I have been praying and praying and praying. And I even gave myself 30 days to find a different position because I had that much faith in myself and my ability to find something. I said to myself and my friend, I said, 30 days, 30 days, give us 30 days to get out of here. We can do it. She's still looking, but I, on the first try. And that's pretty rare because in all the other times that I've needed or wanted or desired, those things haven't come true. I think that all happens in the, the divine timing. How else can you explain it? You can't explain it any other way as to how this happened. Right, yes, my hands, I'm sure, played a role in me wanting to do something else. But so did the fact that I was ready. The time is now. I need change. Change is definitely coming to my life in general, but I, I need to do that one by one by one. You got, dot your I's, you cross your T's. This job is for 40 hours. I don't lose any of my benefits that I have, which is good because that was my main concern. And whatever the pay scale is, as long as it's not under what I was making, I'll be perfectly happy with it. The thing is this. I'm being exposed to a different group of people. I don't have that comfort to fall back on. But I think that that's good because when you become complacent and you start to become adjusted to that one situation, I feel like you don't want to change. I'll say last Sunday was probably a pretty big defining point for me. Um, I worked a double and in a department where things are going on, I won't say one way or another what it is, but when you're under a lot of stress, it starts to trickle down to everybody. And I feel like when people are unhappy, they're more inclined not to want to do things. Or they just generally don't care. And that's not a good environment for anybody to be in. And it's not just there, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, people are jumping off of bridges now. Come on, this is, this is a tough world right now. We're trying to make it better for each other to be able to overcome what has been thrown at us. COVID the Spanish flu situation that they keep comparing it to. The actual flu. Schools. The elections. War. We have all these things already on the table that we gotta stress about. Nobody wants to go to work and stress about things. So I feel like if you're in that type of environment, you gotta do your best to get out of it. Or at least, if, if, it, if it doesn't stop and, you know, the environment doesn't get better. I mean, you can leave a company altogether or you can look for something else. Or you can hope that as time transitions, sometimes things get better. That's my piece on that. But this job, the schedule is different. And it gives me more time to focus on the things that I want to be part of. Like my blog, like this podcast and my other podcast. I need to be able to to do things outside of there that help me grow. And me growing is definitely through this. Now, my blog has done 
absolutely phenomenal lately. And that's something I'm super proud of, super proud of. I couldn't imagine the success that I've seen in the last week and a half. I'm coming up on a thousand, thousand page views. Now for somebody who distributes herself, this is big for me. I never expected the places and the people, Turkey. I mean, I could go on and on and on. I post on my Facebook about it, but I don't like to, I, like I said, I'm a humble person, but I'm Ireland. I have people who, who come to my page to read what I say. Do you know how exciting that is for me? That means I'm making a difference with somebody. Even if I don't see the person physically, I know it's happening and it makes me feel damn good because this is why I started this. This is why I do this. And becoming a mental health advocate brings so much more to the table because I feel like the people who don't speak up against crime, I did and it didn't get me very far. It, it didn't, I mean, they didn't go to jail. So, I mean, I had to deal with that. I had to deal with being the victim and being victim over and over and over again for years. But did it make me less powerless, feel powerless? In, in a way, yes. In a way, no. I kind, of, I kind of got to the point where I knew where I was going and how to get there. And I'm glad that I'm in the type of situation now that I've had growth. Growth is so important. Now, I did the work myself, obviously, for myself. I went into therapy. I talked to people. And while I don't always share those aspects of my life with strangers, if it's going to help somebody, if it's going to walk them back off the pier, you better believe I'm going to share it. My goal is to teach trauma yoga and to one day become somebody who can help you in general. I want to be somebody you can talk to. And I'm not gonna charge an exorbitant amount of money. I wanna be the person who helps you holistically. I don't believe in pushing drugs upon people until they feel like zombies. I believe that there's other ways of helping them through words, through actions, through exercise. You can be a better person. You can survive anything. You've got to put your mind behind it. It's so important to do that. When you don't do that, you fall into these traps and you, you just, you're so lost and you become hospitalized over and over again. And if, you know, you, you get married and, you know, you have children and those same cycles are passed down to them. You, you want to stop the cycle before it starts. You want to get to the point where you know that this is the way that I can live. I don't have to rely upon anybody but me. I can do whatever I need. I have the power. I took the power back. The power never left you. It was always inside of you. You just had to look for it. You have to allow yourself to feel the emotions, to go through the raw emotions and, and the pain and the suffering because you come out on the other side and while sometimes it's not right away, but you heal. Healing, healing is such 
it's a cathartic moment for you when you have that that feeling where your heart it just reopens it unthaws you feel like you again yeah you feel great right because you've allowed the light back in you no one can take that light away from you not the person who did this and not anybody else in your life the light sometimes you tuck it behind you because you have to protect it right you protect the light sometimes you should hold that over your head like a light bulb people need to see it people need to feel your light I can't stress that enough because when that light is extinguished one day you want that memory you want them to remember you for what you brought to the table what did you bring as a person what did that bright light illuminate it illuminated so much didn't it because you were a beautiful person always stay strong it doesn't rain forever right no it doesn't the rain clouds they clear up the sun comes out and that light that you tucked behind you comes right out with it it's as vibrant as the sun you feel it you feel the warm light it exudes on you yeah it's it's great it's great when you get the steps you help people when you help yourself and I'm that type of person who, through my own issues, I've learned to almost design, by human design, how to help others, how to help them out of the hole that they feel, the guilt. The guilt is probably the thing that sticks with you the most when you're a victim. Because you always hold that inside yourself. You always think that it's your fault, your fault, your fault. No. It's not your fault. Things, bad things happen to good people. And sometimes you can't put a change to it. Sometimes you can't put a stop to it either. But you have to remember when you said no and they continued, that's when the dynamic changed. When you locked your door in fear, that's when the dynamic changed when they started looking at you differently because you developed early. Yeah, that's when things changed. Nobody wants to think about the nine-year-old girl who got boobs overnight, right? Nobody thinks of her. Nobody thinks of when somebody turns on the air conditioner and does things so that no one can hear it. Those aren't things that you share with people. Not every day. Not the images of the scars and the marks on their body and their birthmarks that you could explain to detectives, right? Because you clearly made that up, right? (laughs) I didn't sleep with you. Did I? No, I didn't. No, I wasn't an adult. I was a child. I was a little girl. And when people take advantage of little girls and little boys, they're supposed to go to jail, right? 
they don't always go to jail. And a lot of the times they spend their remaining years alive making you feel miserable. And when your attacker doesn't die, I mean, God forgive me. I'm not trying to be cruel in any way. I'm just trying to explain the situation. So, I mean, understand and hear me out. When the person walks the same streets as you and they look at you and they have the audacity to say hi to you after everything you've gone through, the crying, the therapy, the feeling like it was you, the trying to scrub yourself off in the shower because you felt dirty because he touched you, sitting in a car with him and wanting to throw up because you could smell him. Nobody thinks of those things. I could tell you how he smells, probably to this day. He's probably the same exact way. I don't think people like that change. And the fact that he had other children afterwards just disgusts me. But, I mean, people don't see that, right? They see the person. And when they were accused of those things years ago and not convicted because, again, the victims don't come forward. I came forward. And what did I get out of it? Mm, not really a law. I got told that they would go to, that he would go to jail for two years. That wasn't worth me losing my mind over. No attorney was going to put me on a stand and tear me to shreds like I saw in Law and Order. I was not going to become that girl. What I did become was someone who was very defensive growing up, someone who was very mean to her mother, someone who blamed herself and had who hated her body, who hated herself who fought back, who was not rebellious, but would turn into herself and just become, you know, whatever. I worried about school. That's what I became. I worried about school. I didn't worry about boys. I wasn't really concerned about them. I had probably two or three guy friends. I stayed a virgin, virgin, because what happened to me was not by choice. I stayed a virgin for years. And then came my adulthood and here we are today right so i lived in survival mode for a really long time and when i did date i didn't really i don't know i wasn't really interested in guys in general i think because i didn't trust them and then when i did trust them i don't know it's kind of hard to explain i think I think unless you go through that yourself, you don't really understand what, what that point of view could be. And even now, I'm still different. I still have my moments. You, once you're a victim of something and events happen afterwards and they happen, they happen as an adult, but in a different form, not a form of touching, but a form of words, you don't forget those things. And I think a lot of people overlook those things because their, their thought is if you don't, if you're not touched again, it's not like it's a crime. No, it may not be a crime, but it's still inappropriate. You have no right to say anything to anybody to insult their body. Keep your words to yourself. You have no right to do that. No right. If a woman says no, if a child says no, the answer is no. Period. I don't think that, that there's any way of changing that logic and making it right. There are ways of going about it, but I feel like there should be more services other than RAIN and several other like 
mental health places that you can go to, the crisis center, the women's center, places that you can go to protect yourself and your children. No one deserves to be touched. No one deserves to be hit. No one deserves verbal abuse. And we all know what a restraining order these days is. It's a piece of paper that doesn't protect you, really. I mean, you can enforce the law all you want, but at the end of the day, if somebody's going to, going to kill you, it's going to happen. You're going to be a victim of a crime. You're going to be like one of those people on the ID channel. Is that what you want for your life? No, and that's not what women want for their lives. So getting out of a cycle, a cycle of madness, I feel like that's something that you should always I know it's hard to talk to people. I know it's hard to talk to people. I was that person. I stayed silent for years. It took a phone call when I was 18 years old to send me into a tailspin that ruined my life. Thank God I was able to come back from that. Thank God. Because for a while, I kind of wondered. No one should should, should see into your ears that they're going to kill your parents. Kill, kill you and your parent because you opened your mouth <laughs> absolutely not and I would do it again I would do it again my mom protected me my mom protected me the best way she knew she sacrificed a lot after that happened a lot after that came out and for people to not really understand where our closeness came from that was why she was protecting me It wasn't just a codependency. My mother was never somebody who I depended on, you know, 99.99% of the time. Because at the end of the day, when she was dying, I think that was the most dependent she was on upon me. And even then, she still had some form of independence. I think it's, I think that people don't speak up because of things like that. Because people pass judgment and they don't understand. And they always blame the victim. You should have known this was going to happen. So-and-so should have been watching you. This, that, and the other. No. It's not always that. It's, it's really not. Sometimes you can't control the events that are going to happen, even if you anticipate them happening. You just have to be strong enough to fight back over a period of time. To become stronger to know your lengths, to know what you're about. Don't ever victim blame. Don't ever say somebody asked for that. I don't care how you dress. No one asked for any kind of treatment. That's man, that's woman, period. And if you're a child, I mean, you have to protect your children. And if you can't, please don't put them in the care of people you know aren't of the best interest to that child you have to tell that child this is how you defend yourself as you get older you put them in karate or something self-defense you teach them as they get older how to use mace you have to know how to put yourself out there and you have to know how to help yourself and help your children because nobody else is going to these days and age people teachers get online and make stupid comments that cost them their jobs general people make stupid comments they're gonna they're gonna follow them for the rest of their lives so obviously people don't always learn circumstances that are put ahead of them i mean 
do better. Literally, do better as a person. I understand where you must be thinking, like, how I transition from one subject to another. So this is how I do it. How I get from one subject to another. Talking about how I grow as a person, you have to know where I came from to begin with. As a survivor, as a former victim, everything that has ever happened in my life has aligned to this point. Life has not always been easy. I've gone through a lot of shit I don't talk about. Am I ashamed of my past? No, I'm not ashamed of my past. I'm proud that I survived it, but it wasn't the best. Was my childhood happy? Yes, with the exception of the things that happened to me in my childhood and my, and my teenagehood and my adulthood, which triggered certain things in my life. Yes, I had a pretty damn good childhood. Did my family love me? Yes, they did. That's all that you really need to know. The things that happen afterwards, those are just circumstances. Those are things that helped me to become the person that I am. I'm a strong, strong fucking person. And I don't apologize for swearing. I'm a strong person. And what I put out into the world, I truly believe comes back to me tenfold. And do I think that things could be better? They're getting there. I'm a work in progress. I work towards what I want. I work towards what I feel I deserve. And I will get there. I'm a good person. I have to always remember that. No matter what, I'm a good person. Good people, when they put things into the world, often, if working towards a certain goal, will obtain that goal at some point. Is it going to be perfect? No, my life is never going to be perfect. Absolutely, I don't think anybody has a perfect life. And even celebrities, I mean, there's clearly dents in their their armor. My word, especially these Wow. <laughs> like there's some scary things out there but what I do believe is that as long as I work towards what I need to do in life I'm going to be successful <clears throat> This blo- my blog this podcast the second podcast my yoga my other career my life in general these are all things little pieces that, be- that are me that I work towards perfecting in my eyes it doesn't have to be perfect to anybody else but I'll let me tell you I'll never stop working hard for what I want I'll never start working hard for what I need and I bow down to no one at the end of the day I can look myself in the eyes in the mirror and say to you myself you've done a fucking amazing job so far so good no one can take that away from you no one can take away your success the success that I came up with. Because at the end of the day, Tori 37 is something that I'm so, so proud of. I would do this all over again, pandemic or not. I would create this, this brand, this persona, this pen name, and use it for all it's worth. Because at the end of the day, Tori, who's now 38, is Tori 37. And Tori 37 is a voice 
that amplifies beyond my wildest dreams. I will continue to create content that works for you, that helps you. I will continue to talk, 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 talk. Even when I feel lost, I'm gonna talk and I'm gonna write. I love to write. Nothing ever stops me with writing. Even the titles that I think of, I have to try to make them catchy because I don't want to, I don't want to come across as stale. So I'm just like, mm, maybe if you come up with this one, it's, it has to be like a way, like the last couple of ones I've done, I've, I've really thought about because I want to have a, a, a two contrast. I have a theme going. So, I mean, I think I've done a pretty good job in that aspect. And I think I do a pretty good job you know, being a good person, being a good friend, being a good wife, being a good daughter, being a good employee, even on my rough days. I just, I'm so thankful for the life that I lead, even if it isn't what I ever expected. It's what I am aspiring to be. It's what I challenge myself to be a better person every day when I get up. And I'm going to be. And at the end of the day, I'm saying it again, at the end of the day, I realize how blessed I am. I'm truly blessed. I'm blessed by the people that surround me and the circumstances that brought me to this point. I am never going to change for anybody. I'm always going to be this girl, this woman this person I'm always going to be the vibrant the vibrant light that shines in the darkness because you know what people like me are one in a million and I'm going to stay that way take care